Praise the Lord, everybody, on today. Minister Anthony Bonner here of Truth Turned Up Ministries, coming to you live on the podcast on today with a word entitled, The Depth of Death. The Depth of Your Death. We thank God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, being an end sample. For Jesus Christ showing us how it is to be done exactly, leaving out no detail, no circumstance, no condition, no trial, no tribulation, no temptation, to which is common unto all men, but yet through the supernatural equipping and structure of the Holy Spirit and the divine order of God, those who will make the choice, those who will submit to the journey, those who will receive the divine instructions of God or fully equipped and more than able to become that and to accomplish that which God has ordained from the foundations of the earth to be more than conquerors, to be overcomers, to be little gods in the earth. To go back to the original command which God commanded man back in the book of Genesis in the first chapter, verses 26, 27, and 28, to have dominion over the earth, to multiply it, to replenish it, to subdue it, to operate as a king and a priest. To continue that which Jesus Christ started, passed on to the 12, then to the 70, then to the 120, then to the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost, and on and on and on and on. The small seed, which started out as the size of a grain of a mustard seed, this kingdom seed, this divine seed, has now spread to the point where the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God and for this power of God, even though they know it not. Jesus Christ said something very profound in the book of John in the third chapter when he said that Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. How amazing is that? Mankind being born in sin and iniquity from its mother's womb was guilty of all the charges, every charge that a divine God, a sovereign God, could levy or throw at mankind they were guilty of with no defense, no plea. But through his grace, through his mercy, through his love, he sent back his only begotten son, his unique son, his special son, his highly exalted son, to be the sacrificial lamb, to pay the price, to pay the cost, to shed his blood, to allow us to come back into right standing, to be redeemed out of the hand of the enemy, that we might once again be back to him which he has ordained. The depth of your death. This is what we're talking about today. The depth of your debt. You have a debt. I have a debt. All mankind has a debt that has yet to be paid. Jesus paid it. Don't get me wrong. We're not talking about the debt for sin and eternal life. We're talking about the debt of gratitude. We're talking about the debt that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall have everlasting life. We're talking about that debt. The debt that no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friend. We're talking about that debt. We're talking about being mankind's answer. We're talking about operating in light, in power, in authority. We're talking about treading on the heads of serpents and scorpions. We're talking about being transformed into a supernatural being, knowing that the old man had passed away and that I am a new creature. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. 
that I now have the mind of Christ, that I've set my affections on things above, not on things of the earth, that I sow unto the spirit intentionally, because I'm seeking those things which only my Lord and Savior has set aside for me, because I've been born again, and because I've been born again, I can enter into this kingdom of God that has been ushered in more than 2,000 years ago. I can ride on the highlands, on the high waves of victory in each and every circumstance and situation. I'm not bound to a religion. I am in a relationship. I have entered into the marriage supper with my Lord and Savior. He is the bridegroom and I am the bride. How ironic, ironic is that? That the bridegroom only has brides and the bride is not a gender issue. It is a union issue. I am in relationship with the divine God who wants the most intimate relationship that exists amongst human beings is marriage, a divine marriage ordained by God. A man and a woman from two different backgrounds, two different genders, two different understandings, two different temperaments. But when God joins them together and divinely touches them, they are no longer two, but yet they become one flesh. This is our God. The depth of your death. Our scripture verse tonight is going to come out of 1 Corinthians 9, and it is the Apostle Paul. We know the Apostle Paul was a powerful apostle. He was all in with Jesus Christ. He used his freedom and his power only for the advancement of the gospel. He used his freedom and his power for the upliftment, the edifying, and the setting free of God's people. He used his freedom and his power to show that there was a better way, a more excellent way to do what was being done, that Judaism and all of the ceremonies and traditions and customs of the, Ser the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and the Roman Empire and many other sects that operated back then were nothing compared to this new glory that had been ushered in by his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul said something which we ourselves must consider, that we ourselves must count the cost in order to operate in the same level in which the Apostle Paul was truly blessed and anointed by God to walk in. I'm talking about the depth of your death. I'm talking about you allowing Jesus Christ to increase that you might decrease. I'm talking about coming out of the natural into the supernatural. I'm talking about letting the word of God be written on the tablet of your heart and bound around your neck that you might not sin against him. I am talking about living within the order of God completely and wholly, knowing that you cannot keep the law, but your Lord and Savior who came down from above, from a perfect heaven to a sinless and shameless humanity, kept the law and became the law for us that all we must simply do is abide in him to seek him day and night to meditate in his word and to observe to do all there that is according therein because the Holy Spirit who came to lead and guide us into all truth will equip us to do so we cannot do it on our own but yet if we come day by day and we're intentional and we're thirsting and we're hungry and we're giving God all that we have he will bridge the gap. He will meet you in the way. He will lead you in the straight, narrow path. 
No longer will you need to desire to fear going into the wide gate, because many there be that go in. Hallelujah. And we know that the Bible says that there in there is destruction. But we're talking about the straight gate, the narrow path, that few there be that find. The Apostle Paul, what is the depth of your death? What are you willing to sacrifice and give up that is so near and dear to you that will keep you from receiving the fullness of what the blood of Jesus has afforded you? What are you willing to walk away from to gain that which can never be gained by any other manner than by dying? And I'm not talking about physical death at this moment. I'm talking about the denying of yourself, the denying of your dreams, the denial of your aspirations, the denial of your gifts, because John 12 and 24 says, except the corn of wheat fall in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. We're talking about allowing the Holy Ghost to overcome you, to overtake you, to redirect you. Hallelujah. That you may lose your life, that you may gain your life. The Bible tells us that whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for his sake and the gospel shall find it because Jesus Christ was the life. And Jesus Christ was the light of all men. For this purpose, he came into the world. That's why Jesus says in John 10 and 10 that he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But we have been bamboozled. We've been tricked. We've been hoodwinked. We've been misled. We've been uh, cast aside in understanding that this natural life is not all that there is. That the accomplishments and the achievement of just natural things does nothing for the most vital part of you, which is your inner man, is your spirit man. It is the biggest part of you. It is the part that can never die. It will simply be separated. You will either reign and rule with Jesus Christ forevermore, or you will be separated with, from him, tormented to live a life of torment, of regret, of suffering, of shame, all because of your disobedience and your ignorance. The Bible tells us that men did not come to Jesus Christ simply because they love darkness more than light. Because their deeds were evil and they didn't want their deeds to be reproved. They didn't want to be put on front street. They didn't want to be put on blast. They didn't want it to be made known that they were willing sinners, transgressors, operating, leaning toward their own understanding. The depth of your death. We thank God for Jesus. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19, he says, For though I be free from all men, Yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. Paul was a very uh, prestigious man in the Roman Empire. He was a Pharisee of Pharisee. Hallelujah. He was highly esteemed, highly acclaimed. His reputation had preceded him and went all throughout the land that he was persecuting Christians who believed on the name of Jesus Christ because he had a dark or shallow understanding of who Jesus Christ was, what his mission was, and surely uh, uh, the blessedness of being in union and relationship with him until the appointed time that God chose for him to come into the kingdom, knowing that he would be an anointed vessel who would stand before kings and the Gentiles to share his word. Hallelujah. Paul says, for though I be free from all men, he was free. He's free from all men. Because he laid down his life and he picked up his cross to deny himself. On the Damascus road, he asked Jesus to question. He asked God to question. He said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And God told him what he'd have him do. And Paul instantly obeyed and never turned back from that day forward. 
Paul was free from all men. But he says, yet have I made myself servant unto all. I want to be your servant. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to make sure that you get a full helping, a, 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 a full measure, a greater dose of what it is I have. I want to ensure that you are victorious, that you're not bound or blinded by the traditions of men. That you understand that you can go into the inner courts with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That you can now go beyond the veil. That the payment for sin and the penalty for sin has been dealt with. You must now just simply deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow after him. You must simply abide in him. Because if you abide in him and his words abide in you. The Bible says you can ask whatsoever you will. And God will do it. We thank God that his word does not return unto him void. That it shall accomplish that which he pleases. So what is it we are waiting on to win? Why won't we rise up? Why won't we take our proper places as kings and queens? It has nothing to do with the president, the vice president, uh, the law enforcement officials in the world, the economy, the tricks and tactics of the enemy. They're all small fries in the grand scheme of things. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, the Bible says. The Bible says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Grace being God's unmerited favor. It's his goodness that cannot be bought, that cannot be schemed. It's simply that which God allows to overtake those that are his. Hallelujah. Peace being the ability, the blessedness of being able to live this life free from disturbance. And when I mean free from disturbance, I mean free from disturbance. No weapon formed against God's people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of him, the Bible says. We are word people because the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You and I know that the Bible is only 66 books. It is not the entire word of God. It is not everything Jesus did. Because the Bible tells us that if everything Jesus had done was written in books, that the earth could not contain it. And because Jesus in John 14 and 12 said, Whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also in greater works than these, because I go unto my Father. Jesus is still speaking right now. That's called the rhema word. That's called revelation. The Bible has been merely made to be information to men right now. They love doctrine. They love scriptures. They love exalting themselves, the titles, the robes, the positions that they uh, uh, maintain in their religious organizations. But God is now speaking directly to the hearts and minds of his people. He's taken the stony hearts, those hearts that are rigid, that are cold, that are selfish, that are set apart, that are deceived, and he's turning them into hearts of flesh, new hearts, hearts that love the things of God, hearts that can love the people of God, hearts that can be only about the things of God. I'm talking about what is the depth of your death? Paul says, I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. He's about increasing the kingdom of God. He's about being about his father's business as Jesus was when he was 12 in the temple and his mother and father came and asked him, what was he doing? And he said to them, what knows, know ye not that I must be about my father's business in Luke chapter two? Are you about your father's business? Your father's business is the people business. The people are lost. The people are hurt. The people have gone astray. The people are chained. The people live in fear. The people are suffering. The people are looking for a way out, up, and over. Will you be one of God's anointed and chosen vessels to lay down your life? The depth of your death. Because it's only to the measure of your death 
can you get the fullness of the depth of the anointing of God to dwell, abide, and be a vessel to be used for God to do the greater works through the supernatural works. If we skip down in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 to verse 22, Paul says to the weak became I as weak that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. You see, Paul counted the cost and he was not afraid to lose his reputation, which he did. He was not afraid to lose his possessions, which he did. He was not afraid to sacrifice his prestige, which he did. Paul says, I counted all dung that I might gain the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Have you counted the cost? Are you more in love with the things of the world, the positions of the world, and the people of the world than you are the purpose of God over your life? God is looking for a few good men and women. God is looking for those who will be about their father's business. He said, the end cannot come until this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached until the ends of the earth. This gospel has not only not been preached, this gospel has not been received and many men in positions of religious leadership or position of authority within the body of Christ have yet to fully lay down their lives and die like the corn of wheat so that they can be anointed and appointed and resurrected that they may have what is needed to set the people which God has put under their leadership to be bold as a lion, to be free, to walk forth in the narrow path, to have no fear. But to understand that God has not given them the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind, that they are more than conquerors, that God will supply all of their needs according to his riches and glory, that God is able to make all grace abound toward them, seeing that they have all sufficiency in all things. Who is this great God? Is anything too hard for him? We know the answer is there's nothing too hard for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because all things, all power has been given unto him in heaven and in earth. My brothers and my sisters, what is the depth of your death? Count the cost. Read the scriptures. Study the scriptures. Meditate on the scriptures. Allow God to rearrange your life that he may resurrect the divine life for which he has ordained for you, that he may impart spiritual power, understanding, because in his left hand is length of days, and in his right hand are riches and honor. God desires to show you his salvation, the fullness of his salvation. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that these anointed words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shall fall upon fertile ground in your heart. We rebuke all tactics of the enemy to cause confusion, chaos, or confrontation. May God's angels surround you. May they keep you. May they usher you into a greater understanding that you may rise and take your rightful position in the royal family of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in Jesus' name that I decree and declare these things as one of his anointed servants, a king and a priest in my heavenly Father's kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray and receive the fruit of our prayers. Amen.